Hello friends and welcome to another episode in the Run Brighter podcast. My name is Sam Brighter and as always, I am your host and today we are jumping right into episode number 60. We've got a very important topic that I want to share that I know a lot of people, including myself, both in the running community and people who don't run maybe because of this, deal with on a daily, weekly, monthly, and maybe only yearly or once every few year basis. But it is a serious issue that can be very hard for many, including myself. Today's topic is on asthma. And I'm gonna be talking about running with asthma, something that I've been doing for the last 14 years as I've been running for the last 14 years and I've always had asthma. And so something you can expect in today's episode is to learn different ways that if you do have asthma, you can cope with it as a runner and still be able to accomplish the different goals that you set out for yourself in a safe and effective way. Maybe you don't run and some of the value that I share here will help you out. Maybe you don't have asthma, but I think regardless some of these tips and advice will be helpful for really anyone who runs to really just think about different ways that you can overcome setbacks with running. Because whether it's asthma, a knee issue, or a mental concern with running, for whatever that might be, setbacks are always a challenge, but being able to get yourself out of the mud and get back onto the run is always going to be a rewarding process that I highly, highly recommend. So first I'm gonna jump into my situation with asthma. You know, this episode, I didn't really think I was going to be making it, but for those who don't know, I moved to Denver, Colorado back at this point about seven months ago. I grew up and spent most of my life in the East Coast in New York and spent part of my life also living in Ohio. So I was used to humidity, Zero elevations, being at sea level was a majority of where I would spend my training. And at a young age, I really struggled with breathing. It was really mostly when I was in my young infant ages. And I overcame that and moved past that. And then when I started competing in track, specifically in high school, because I started in middle school, but I wasn't taking it seriously. I wasn't running at the distances that I started running in high school. Once I turned the needle from taking running as a sport that I wanted to do for fun to, hey, I want to give this running thing an all-out effort. I want to be significantly increasing my mileage, significantly increasing my paces, both in my workouts and my races. That's when I started seeing the asthma flare up. And this essentially started flaring up during my sophomore year of high school because that's really where I started turning the page with my training. And this hit me specifically during my winter track season. See, with asthma, it's something that for me, there's a variety of different reasons it affects me. For one is the cold air. So during the winter running season, the winter track season, I was training in temperatures that were under 30, 20, 10 degrees. Being able to breathe under those conditions was incredibly challenging for me. 
and I would finish the practice and be nonstop coughing and wheezing. And so essentially, to add, the craziest thing that happened was when I would compete in a indoor meet as well, which was temperature regulated, but we were in more of a enclosed space. There wasn't as much air naturally when you're doing an indoor meet. I would finish my races that were longer in distance, such as the mile or the two mile, and I would look down at my arms and they would be blue, literally due to the fact that I was low on oxygen and that was the way that my body reacted. So I went through the process of going to different doctors and got prescribed emergency inhalers as well as a preventative inhaler. And then eventually I just grew out of that issue when I was in New York. I took the inhalers as more of a precaution but slowly edged off of it. And every winter that I would train, I would get stronger and stronger and not need those inhalers. And even without those inhalers, I continued to improve as a runner, getting personal records season after season, oftentimes race after race. And so just because you are on an inhaler doesn't mean that when you get off of it, you're not going to be the runner that you are when you are on it. I can only say that from experience, not a doctor. But what I can tell you is the inhaler is more just to allow you to feel like a regular runner. But if you build up the strength in your lungs, the strength in your ability to breathe under harder conditions, then the inhaler is not going to really benefit you too much from my experience. If you're someone that thinks you're really tough and that you're better than an inhaler and that you are concerned that it's going to limit you in the future if you ever wanted to go off the inhaler, I don't recommend taking that mindset. But anyway, I went through the rest of my high school career and graduated. Running in college wasn't as competitive as it was in high school. And then it took me you know, another one or two years until I really got back into running competitively where I started training for half marathons and marathons. And now at this point, I've ran seven marathons. I've ran an ultra marathon, ran countless half marathons and 5Ks. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, I've been running for over 14 years at this point. And up until the last seven months, using an inhaler was not something that was needed. In fact, it was really only needed in my running career for one or two seasons of track, if I could remember. But then I moved to Denver, Colorado, and I moved here in the summer in June. And when I first moved here, breathing in the altitude, it was a challenge for me. You know, I would do certain easy runs. It was hard to breathe. Speed workouts, even harder to breathe. My long runs where I was doing 20 plus miles, you better bet it was hard to breathe. But I pushed through those runs and I got through that process. And, you know, I did have a few asthma attacks this summer where I was running and literally could not control my breath. But after walking for a minute or two, it would pass. And I just figured it was part of the process for me to get used to the altitude. I have breathing issues. I just need to do this in order to feel better. And it 100% worked. My training was excellent. And then when I went over to run a race, run a marathon in lower elevation than what I was training in, I ended up getting a 302 marathon and PRing in that race by 11 minutes. See, that's one of the coolest things about living in an area 
that is high in elevation, even being someone with asthma, is that training in these uncomfortable conditions, while it may make me even more uncomfortable than the average person who's training in these conditions due to being asthmatic, it does truly set me up for race day success. I'm confident on that. But anyway, the winter is here in Colorado. And back a couple weeks ago, I actually went on a fairly challenging hike in Colorado Springs. It's known as the Manitou Incline Hike. It's only one mile, but throughout that hike, you are gaining elevation. I believe it's like 26 or 2700 feet of elevation gain throughout that hike. And I was definitely power hiking it majority of that hike. Let's note the few weeks before that, week after week after week, I've been spending time hiking in various different areas throughout Colorado that are not at 5,600 feet of elevation like Denver is, I believe. We're talking areas anywhere between eight to 12,000 feet of elevation. I've been spending a lot of time in the winter. And throughout those hikes, there have been some small asthma attacks where I've struggled to breathe and it's really been hard for me to do an experience like that and need to stop and take a breath and take a break when you know, I want to push myself through the hike and get through it comfortably. Well, that's just not been the case for me. And this winter too, not only have I been hiking, but of course I've been running. Now my running miles have not been what they normally are. I'm training for a half marathon right now. My big focus and goal is for the Chicago Marathon for a sub three marathon. But this winter, I'm not really putting a lot of pressure on myself to run a race for time. I'm just trying to stay in good fitness shape, but the half marathon I'm running is in Colorado Springs. That's gonna be at elevation. I'm running a marathon in Denver in May. Of course, that's at elevation as well. Both of those races are going to set me up for success for Chicago by running at elevation and then racing at sea level. And I know there's gonna be setbacks through those training processes, through those races, but I know that it's important for me to do that, but also treat the next five months as somewhat of an off season. So this way after Denver's marathon in May, I can have an amazing, you know, four month build towards Chicago where I'm really ramping up the miles, really ramping up the speed. But my whole point on this is to say that with all these hikes that I've been doing, it's been a challenging winter. And when I've been running as well, it's been a challenging winter, even though my mileage has really been anywhere between 15 to 30 miles a week over the last two months. I'm hoping to continually increase my mileage, but just giving perspective of what's been going on in my fitness life. And anyway, after doing the Manitou Springs incline hike, I went back to my girlfriend Colleen's place. We relaxed for a bit. And a few hours after that, I had perhaps the worst asthma attack I've ever had. Now, what's crazy about this whole situation is that I didn't even have an asthma attack during the hike. Breathing was hard, but I went on hikes in Rocky Mountain National Park and other hikes in Colorado Springs where I literally needed to sit down and take a break for 10 minutes to just get out of that funk. And during this one, I was in no way struggling to that level. Now let's note, I did have an inhaler that I took prior to that hike, but I also had been doing that for some other hikes a few weeks prior as well, because it's been very obvious that I've been struggling with this this winter, 
So I went to my primary care doctor, voiced my concern, and he prescribed me an albuterol asthma inhaler. Then he said to use more as an emergency inhaler, but if I knew I was going to be doing a hard hike or a hard run, it's okay to take it prior. And so that's the approach I've been taking with it. But anyway, like I said, this was the worst asthma attack that I've ever had. 16 hours of shortness of breath, wheezing, and intense coughing through the night, waking me up as I was sleeping was what I was dealing with. And immediately once the urgent care opened that next morning, I headed over there and they gave me like a breathing tube where I was getting flooded with more of like a machine-based inhaler. And then they gave me a liquid version of a steroid known as prednisone. The reason they gave this to me was that they believed that as a result of how intense that asthma attack was, my lungs were likely to be inflamed. And so the prednisone was meant to regenerate my lungs essentially. But something to note is I had no idea what prednisone really was. They told me it was a steroid. I didn't know about the side effects of it. And so I essentially took that liquid and then the days after I was told to take 40 milligrams of the prednisone medication for five days in a row. Shortly after that treatment at urgent care, I started feeling like myself again. I started feeling good. And I was told though that I couldn't really be physically active that week, that if I wanted to do like a light run or walk, it'd be okay, but really to not continue my training the way that I normally do, which was really hard for me to hear as I love consistently training for running. It keeps me being really the best version of myself. And so the first day that I was on the prednisone, like I said, I felt good. I had a little bit of a hard time sleeping, but that's a side effect of it. It's a stimulant, so it really wakes you up. But I really noticed that I was incredibly productive. I was multitasking and cleaning and working on content and doing all these things, and I felt amazing. Day two, I took the 40 milligram pill. Same sort of deal. I was working with my full-time job. I was getting a ton done. I felt like my sentences were coming out so clearly and concisely compared to how they normally do. I'm not saying they're bad normally, but it... It was a step up, let's say I'm a B plus normally. I mean, I was like an A plus plus on that medication. And you know, I was going to the gym lightly and running easy, nothing wild. And then day two came and I took the medication again. And then I started feeling kind of weird. I was walking around the office, felt off. I, I felt very anxious and I just felt very sensitive as well in ways that I, I really didn't understand and I was incredibly restless, starting to feel a little weak. Then I went home and just kind of relaxed and got through that night, again, lack of sleep. By the third day, I felt completely like a zombie, like a vegetable, just not myself. I felt emotional, but wasn't providing a lot of emotions at the same time just felt very hopeless and lost. And I'm someone that normally, like, I have direction, I have structure, I know where I want my life to be, I know what I care about. I'm emotional, but in a positive and excited way. And so this is when I realized that this medication was full of a lot of really strong side effects that were really negative. Um, and I'm someone who's very sensitive to medication. So I'm just saying, like, just because I dealt with this experience doesn't mean that you will deal with this experience, but this is just me speaking to my experience. So if you deal with one of these asthma attacks, you kind of know what you're getting into if you are offered or prescribed prednisone. 
I don't know, truthfully, there's other solutions out there, but for me personally, I would have rather dealt with the inflammation and naturally build back strength in my lungs if that was a possible option for me. Um, I called the doctor on that, on that third day and we agreed it was a good idea to lower my medication and I did that throughout the process and really until the day that I got off the medication, I really struggled. But then, you know, once the medication was fully out of my system, something clicked and I was back to my normal self and I'm glad to say I'm feeling 100%. I'm now on a preventative inhaler that I take two puffs of in the morning and at night. And then I have my other inhaler that's going to be utilized as more as an emergency inhaler. I also have bad allergies. Um, I'm allergic to cats, which I encounter cats fairly frequently. And I do have seasonal allergies as well to pollen and other things. And so with asthma, it's important to note if you do have allergies, that is something that could trigger an asthma attack. You know, it can be a change in climate. I leave Colorado a lot. I go on different trips and whatnot. Elevation's always changing. That can be a factor. So there's a lot of different ways that these asthma attacks can happen. Of course, when you are pushing your body to specific limits, like I said earlier in the podcast, increasing your miles, being at higher elevations, being at really cold weather, running at faster paces, you're, you're risking yourself for these asthma attacks if you're asthmatic. But just because you're going through that pain, that suffering, that uncomfortability and uncertainty that could come with the feeling of shortness of breath, with the coughing, the wheezing, that doesn't mean that's a reason to stop running. If it's too intense for you and you just want to be someone that runs for fun and just enjoys the process of training, I think that's a great option. I've thought about it myself. You know, Why put myself through some of these challenging experiences when I could just take it easy and not struggle and still be healthy. And that's something that maybe in the future will need to happen. But for now, I have really strong goals for myself. I have things that I want to achieve. I'm trying to build a legacy for myself and prove, my, prove to myself that I'm capable of doing certain challenging things that perhaps I have a disadvantage for compared to the average person. So I will continue to train hard. I will continue to increase my miles. I will continue to increase my paces. I think this off season is important for me to get back and feeling good, but clearly training in the winter hard is not something that's really worthwhile. But once the spring comes and the summer comes into the fall and those conditions I have trained for in Colorado, I have felt good for in Colorado, I'm confident that I should be able to accomplish the goals that I'm setting out doesn't mean that I'm not careful, that I'm not aware of what's going on with my health. I went to a pulmonologist and they did all these different tests, which is why I'm on the preventative inhaler. I recommend if you're dealing with asthma to go to a pulmonologist. Oftentimes you need a referral from your primary care doctor. I was able to find a doctor in Denver where I didn't need that referral. But if you need a referral, then go ahead and go through that process. A lot of pulmonologists, it takes months to get those appointments. But if you're dealing with that problem, call around to a lot of different places that accept your insurance and find the right option. My experience was incredible. You know, they did all these breathing tests. They made sure that I was in good health, which I am. And they recognized the asthma and they got me a more specific inhaler than what my primary care doctor gave me. He was just guessing. They backed it by data and science. 
of what I specifically needed for my body to perform at the level that I want to perform. And ever since getting these inhalers, I mean, I had my highest week of mileage of the year getting back on track for 30 miles. I did a hike last weekend, just a week after that setback. And so I believe that I'm on the right track. I believe that there is continued success that will come as a result of being so proactive about taking care of my health. And that is my biggest advice to you, is to be proactive about your health. If you know this is a situation, you've had a few asthma attacks, a few levels of uncomfortability, your breathing is really hard with running, then go ahead and, and try to understand what the underlying issue is. Maybe you're having breathing issues because you're not in shape, because you're not comfortable with running. But if you've been running for a long period of time like me and you are in good shape, then it could be something like asthma. It could be something else. Who knows? My whole point is to be proactive about your health. Because I think having to go on a medication like a prednisone or something else is something that we all want to avoid, right? We all want to make sure that we're able to run for our entire life. And we also want to make sure that we can keep up our training consistently and that we don't have to take close to a week off like I had to do. I would just say my last two pieces of advice, if you are someone that deals with asthma, like myself, take care of your health in all different areas of your life. Don't be a smoker if you're struggling to breathe. Keep the alcohol conservative and light. And when it comes to nutrition and how you're feeling your body, try to eat the right foods. All these areas will help you feel as good as possible. And then... Going to yoga or doing breathing exercises to stimulate your breath and to build strength in your lungs, doing those things will help. Those are things that I'm trying to proactively work on in my life. I struggle with time. I take on a lot of things, but trying to do something like that once a week, a few times a month is better than nothing. So that's what I've been trying to work on. So I appreciate your time. If you have questions about this if you're dealing with asthma and you want to talk to me reach out to me dm me your questions on instagram you know i'm, I'm all over the place on social media not just this podcast we're on instagram we're on facebook tiktok and youtube posting all the content we can the ways that line up with that specific social media to the best of my ability and so take a look there and communicate with me the best way you can if you have asthma and you are training for a specific running goal or you want to Maybe you want to run your first 5K. Maybe you want to do your first marathon. Maybe you're trying to be able to hike a certain distance and you need some level of coaching. Reach out to me for that as well. Due to the fact that I've experienced this, I feel like I can really speak to those runners who struggle with asthma, be able to train and have the right habits and build the right life around running where you can not only be able to accomplish your short-term goals, but be able to run for life and really live a happy and healthy life where running fits in in a really strong way, not in a uncomfortable way, which asthma can naturally do. But I appreciate all your time. If this episode provided value to you, would really appreciate it if you went ahead and left five stars. Share with a friend that suffers from asthma. I'm sure that they could really benefit from this. And as always, don't forget to run brighter.